What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast. Today is June 1st, and we are on the eve of the NBA Finals. We got our Celtics buddies minus one here. We got my buddy Ronan as usual. Guys, how are we all feeling? On top of the world. We knew we'd be here, wouldn't we, Tim? All day, every day, all season long. Never questioned it once. Right, so we're starting off with lies here and let, let's let's start off with a little objective response we, we've uh we got a designated point guard here ronan how about you uh lead, lead us here to the promised land where, where do we start here and tackling what is honestly such a monumental success for this celtics team well I, I heard it described today i was listening to the to the lockdown podcast and i heard it described as the finals is going to be the dynasty versus destiny and that is kind of how it feels for Boston. The, the run that they've been on to get here, they destroy Brooklyn, then they take down Milwaukee. Now they've taken down the Heat. And let's just focus on that first. That game seven, that was a, that was a tense battle on the road, and they made it through. Is it, I'll pose this to Tim first. Is this something that you feel confident that you had to do it the hard way, or...? Does it does it leave you a little bit worried going up against uh, one of the most experienced uh, finals teams there is? No, great question. It's a little bit of both, if I'm being honest. So the longevity factor is something that I'm worried about that the Celtics just went through two grind them out series against two tough nosed teams. And now they're facing, like you mentioned, the dynasty, the Golden State Warriors that have been here for six out of eight years. And they haven't played as many games. They they hadn't even gone to a game seven. And so I'm a little worried in that sense. In in terms of the end of the Heat game, it seemed like Celtics did everything in their possible power to throw the game away. Credit to Miami for buckling down at the end and really executing on nearly every possession up until that final shot by Jimmy Butler. But, you know, it's one of those things where it could either be a benefit to the Celtics where they – got through adversity two series in a row, battled back in game sevens. Uh, but I'd be remiss to say that I wouldn't be a little bit worried that, you know, they're, they're getting a lot of um, energy out of the tank and with the injuries factors. So it's a 50-50 in my book. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think uh, one thing I do have to say on, on just on one bit on the Miami Heat, anyone who's questioning Jimmy Butler taking that three-pointer is crazy. He's your star guy. He's the only reason there was a game seven. He had every right to take that shot with that amount of time left in the clock. He was feeling good. He was hot. And he, he was 100% right to take the gamble and try, try to become the hero, giving them enough time, even if he missed, to still be able to, to win the game. That's uh, all I got to say on that one. But what, what was the biggest thing, Tim, what, or Kyle, rather, what, did, what was the biggest thing about Game 7 that gives you the belief that you're going to go and do it now in the finals? Um, I mean, I think this team's problem is that they'll always grow out a lead. And How we start off. The confidence is the problem. <laughs> when they do, when they do get out to a lead, I feel like with this team, they don't know what to do with the lead. Um. You know, I go back to game six, Derek White hits a three with four minutes left, and I'm thinking, wow, all right, like, if Derek White's in the shot, like, we know how big of a fan I am of him. Um, Apologize now. Apologize no, to the world. No, no. Apologize not, to the world. Not, nope, nope. 
he needs he needs to hold that Larry O'Brien trophy for me to give the full apology. I'll say I'll say my bad for right now, but I'm not saying the I'm I'm sorry phrase yet. But I mean, just for just for me watching that game, the way they started the game, they dropped 32 points in the first quarter. Like it looked like okay, this is Celtics team that's been you know the team that's been hot, and then you know. They got that lead out, and they're like, oh, no, let's, let's let the Heat make this interesting, this, this, and that. With the Jimmy Butler shot, man, you know, Horford's backing up. He's he's backtracking. Anyone's going to pull up in that situation, especially Jimmy. Um, I think there's multiple parts in that game where, you know, the Celtics proved that they were the better team. Um, you know, Max Struess is still crying about his foot wasn't on the line. I think his foot was on the line. <laughs> If you look at the other angle, you can clearly see it, but whatever. They're not going to review it for no reason, so there's obviously a reason. And him hitting that three, they still lose by one. So, but, no, I think I think confidence with this team is that that's their problem, and, and they don't know what to do with it when they get a big lead like that. And um, I just think they proved that they did that in the Bucks series also. But, you know, it's a different series now. You're playing the Golden State Warriors, and, you know, it's make or break now, so. I've heard this from a couple of people now that the Celtics are the only team that can be up by 10, 15 points and still feel like they're losing. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's I just, true. I, I think it's because they're so young. That's why I feel like with them, like they haven't been in that position long enough. I mean, look at the beginning of the season. What was the record in the beginning of the season? Like 12 and something like it was crap. And yeah. They finally showed up. And now it's like, you know, they got to stay away from that team that they were in the beginning. They got to keep going with what they got right now. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's something that, you know, as we're going to talk about this series and, and what these both, what both these teams are going to bring to the table, consistency is such a huge thing because the reason the Heat got just destroyed in that first quarter is because Celtics are a better team, but also the Heat were missing a lot of, a lot of shots mm-hmm. and they were eventually yeah. going to get that back. And the thing is with the Warriors is that, they, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, they are going – they're not going to live and die by the three necessarily, but they are going to be consistently running their offense, and they're going to consistently do it to the highest level, and that's not going to let up. And you saw that against the no. Grizzlies. You, you saw that against the Mavs. You saw that constantly throughout this uh, playoffs, that they're not going to just lay down. They know how to win. They know how to get a lead back. So that, that's, uh, that, is, that is valid. So, I mean, you brought up confidence as a concern. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's that's the perfect answer, really, because it's you're you're excited and, for this young team, but they they do have an issue with figuring that out. The the reason why I'm saying that is because with the Heat, with a battered, injured Heat team, with 24 yeah. turnovers, we can still win a game. <laughs> if we give up 24 turnovers against the Golden State Warriors, we're losing by like 40. At least that turnovers are a big problem to for Golden State it too. That's that's one bonus. That's why. Okay. That's why I. That's why I feel like with them, with listen, like they only what was I? I barely pay attention to the Mavs Warriors. They won in five, right? Yeah. Okay. The only player on that team is Luca, like consistently is Luca. Sometimes you know Brunson shows up here and there, but whatever. The fact that the Warriors gave up that many points sometimes to Luca only, like with that one game they're down by like thirty, and then they came back and won, obviously, like. With a team with Tatum, Brown, Horford, Williams, that that bleed won't go away with that. I'm confident in that part of the Celtics. 
because the fact that you can see the Warriors give up points like that, even to the even to the Grizzlies with no jaw, like at the end of the day, I think this team, if they play the way they're supposed to, they'll be fine. But this twenty-four turnover crap that can't happen, or we're getting smacked. Keep the ball out of Jalen Brown's hands. So that, 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 yeah, that, let him catch and shoot. Me. Let him catch and shoot, and that's it. Yeah. Don't let don't let him dribble. Same with Derek White. Just catch and shoot. Don't let those two dribble. They scare me. <laughs> So much Derek White hate. I saw you. It's very Derek White was on the same level as Jason Tatum. The hate that he's getting here. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now. Derek White's gonna be one of the most important players on this team Agreed. in the finals. I, and I, I and I hope and I hope he is, and I hope he proves me wrong. Because the first two series, I wanted to punch him in the mouth. Because you were playing in the NBA and you guys open threes. Oh, like bro, I used to walk away from the TV when he would have the ball in his hand because I knew I don't want to watch what he's gonna do with it. So he's proved me wrong so far, but. Continue to prove me wrong, please, because I'll be happy about it. On that, on that note, why don't we why don't we talk about it this way? The the Celtics offense has been very, very different this half of the season, especially in the playoffs, compared to seasons past. I mean, they've they've looked a lot more organized. And I think it is instructive to kind of look at okay, how did the Warriors stop Luca? How did the Warriors deal with the Grizzlies? How did they deal with the Nuggets? How have they dealt with stars throughout the season? Um, and I, I guess, I guess I pushed back a little bit on the Luca comparison because yeah, Luca got his points, but the Warriors made it hard on him. I mean, they, he mm-hmm. those. It's it's funny to to look at like a thirty point near triple double and say like that Andrew Wiggins really had an impact on him, but he did. Like Luca was not able to get comfortable. So I guess I wonder, um, Tim, who, who do you think is like the most important player offensively? Who's who's really going to be? And this might be an easy answer but maybe not. Who's going to be the most important player to step up his game or do a little bit more in order for the Celtics to figure out this Warriors defense? Yeah, the easy answer is obviously Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but to me, the two X factors is uh, Rob Williams and his health, because when he's on the floor, that that lob factor just changes the offense in general. But really, I mean, we've talked about it. Derek White is is a major X factor. If he's hitting his open three-pointers, the offense is so much better. And, um, you know, the Warriors might kind of bait him into taking those threes or getting off him and helping out elsewhere. So the easy answer is Tatum and Brown to step up. But I'm going to look towards Rob Williams and his health and those lob factors and Derek White and his three-pointers and hopefully having smart, not being as stagnated on offense and and converting more often than not. I was going to say smart because I think obviously Derek White's going to be an X factor, but I think Marcus Smart is as well because, there's times where, you know, it looks like he doesn't know what he wants to do with the ball, whether give it up or shoot it. And, you know, Chris Chris made a little joke when we were watching the games. Um, and he was like, you know, with Marcus Smart shooting a three, it's like, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 thank God. Thank God he made the shot. And it's true because at the end of the day, dude, he'll, he'll throw one up one time and it's like, what was that? And then the next one, it's like, it's a tie game and he hits one. And it's like, thank God he shot that. So I think Marcus Smart's a big X factor as well, just facilitating. Because I mean, Tatum's like the kind of like a point guard in this situation, but like they're going to be on him a lot. So Smart needs to know what to do with the ball and know how to handle the situation correctly. So I think Smart's also a big X factor in this. But yes, Robert Williams and his health is going to be tremendous. Because I know every other game, like we're texting, like he looks hurt again or he's hobbling around. So. Game seven, I think he just got a foul trouble, and that was like why they kept him off the floor for 
of that moment. So I hope that's the case and it's not his knee again. But obviously, we're going to find out tomorrow night. So Yeah, that, that's a worrisome thing for sure. Um, no, we're going to go ahead. I know. I was just going to say, it's just you hope that these few days are going to help him. Obviously, it's been every other day in the in the last series. So you hope that he's got these was for about three days that that he, that he can rest up and hopefully he can that'll that'll help and not not be a hindrance on uh on his knee and that that time off maybe he's having to seize up a bit or something like that you know but I think talking offensive for Boston against against Golden State I think the passing of of Tatum Smart and probably even Horford as well is going to be so crucial in this because they're going to have to move the ball a bit more they can't rely on the threes the way that Dallas did because if they go cold they're going to fall into a fall into a hole and they're not going to be able to get out of it against against this Warriors team. So there's going to have to be a lot more movement, a lot more cuts. And we're really going to have to see the advancement, especially in Tatum. We saw it against Miami. He averaged, I think, just under six assists a game. He had a lot of great passes during that series, but him and Smart are going to have to really play well as facilitators here to really help this, this Boston offense get around the the Golden State defense and not just be relying on the three-point shot. Yeah. I think – I think. go, 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 go. Chris. No, I, I wanted to go back because specifically there, I think passing the, the playmaking of Tatum, that you mentioned there, Tatum being a point guard, and Williams' health. I think I 100% agree on that because I think one of the biggest things that you guys haven't seen is – or none of us have seen is, like, Rob Williams getting lops. And Tim's mentioned that. I, the, all the teams that you guys have faced – throughout the playoffs, were able to take that away. But you saw in the Mavs series that while it wasn't a dominant force that it usually is for Luca and his bigs, I think that yeah. it's going to be a lot more feasible to have bigs crashing to the rim and to have and more opportunities like that. So smart passing, Jason Tatum passing out of the, the pick and roll, those are going to be huge factors to attacking the rim. And what I wanted to go back on was exactly that because at the end of the day, we've played who 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 on the Nets is a big guy down low that we don't want to worry about it was Kevin Durant. Sometimes yes, he'd be on the perimeter, but you know, rebounding was a big factor with that series. And that worked out thankfully, and we swept him because Kyrie sucks. Um, then we played Giannis, another big man, another problem down low with with Lopez. That was another problem. Then we got Bam and whatever you want to call Struce a problem, whatever that's on you, but I think Struce sucks. Um, but the thing Hard is, is with the war, the Warriors, the Warriors, Kevin Looney and, and old Draymond Green. This ain't old Draymond Green right now. Yes, it is, bro. They're listen. This isn't four years ago. This isn't five years ago. This isn't the he same. He looks. Team. That's the thing, though, and I think that's what oh, Celtics Nation oh, needs to pay attention to is that Draymond the Mavs, Green but the, looks that way. But right the Mavs, now. but the Mavs, but the Mavs are different than the Boston Celtics. The Boston sure. Celtics actually have a, a complete team. The Mavs, it's the Luca show, and sometimes Brunson shows up to, for a for extra credit sidekick show. But I think that Al Horford and Robert Williams are going to be the biggest problems on offense for the for the Golden State Warriors because Kevon Looney, I haven't heard that name in like four years. He, I, he's I, only 26 years old, right? He's he plays first two years. I haven't okay. I haven't heard that name in a minute. And now he just shows up out of nowhere because they're playing teams that don't have crazy big men that they're playing against. 
They played, I really they push played. back on that. I really push back on that because because he's he doesn't get the credit he deserves until like moments like this because it matters in the playoffs. And I think that's that's the thing. And I, I think you know the the Celtics. I mean, we're talking about like what's going to happen on the floor. The Celtics are going to pay attention to that. The Celtics are going to pay attention to what he does because Luca is a much better playmaker than Tatum, leaps and bounds. And into that's I mean that's Whoa. just facts. But what says who? But to go. Well, that maybe that's a conversation for another day. If if you want to even say they're comparable, then that's fine. We'll just start there. But Kevon Looney did a very good job on Doncic whenever he matched up on him, and he's a guy that I think needs his respect from fed. Like Celtics fans can't go in this and be like, "Oh my God, where did this guy come from?" Like he's been doing this all playoffs, and Draymond has looked as good as he has ever looked. Like he looks like four years ago. Like, to say like Draymond isn't the guy from four years ago. The way he's looked this playoffs, he looks healthy and he looks good. And those, I think that's what's going to be great about this series is that you hope that Williams is, uh, Bob Williams is fully healthy. You hope that Mark Smart is fully healthy. It looks like Gary Payton, Otto Porter, those guys are going to be ready to go. Both these teams are going to have their full arsenal of players and everyone looks like they're their own. Even Clay Thompson looks like he's starting to, to match up. So it's not going to be like the Celtics and Heat where there's going to be some asterisks of, well, is he healthy? Is he healthy? Like this is going to be, you know, each team, they have every asset. But I don't know, Tim, you seem to be a little bit more more reasonable here. I want, I want to hear what you think. You, do you feel <laughs> – do you really, you really feel – because I, I think a lot of people are just assuming that Tatum is just too athletic and too too good for, for this Warriors team, and I think that just discredits what they've done all season long. It's going to be harder than yeah. that. No, it absolutely will. And Andrew Wiggins has proven himself as, as a great defender. And then you have Draymond Green right there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be a lot of small ball in the series and guys like Al Horford and Rob Williams are not going to be playing as much minutes. And we're going to see a lineup like Smart, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Grant Williams to match Draymond Green at the five. And then there's switching going on in so many different ways. So um, the playmaking for Tatum needs to be there because his shots are going to be difficult. And I wouldn't be surprised. And we've seen it in the past couple of series where Tatum doesn't have the best scoring night and he'll give you like 10 or 14 points. I expect that at least one game or at least two games with this Warriors team, because the defense there, they're going to make it a point of emphasis to shut down Tatum and make the other guys beat them. And, um, that's going to that's gonna rely on guys like Derek White to hit their open shots. And that's why I look towards those role players as like the key differentiators in the series. And with those two days off in between most of the games is going to be crucial for both of the team's health, as you mentioned with Gary Payton coming back and Otto Porter. So it's, um, it's going to be one of those series where Tatum's going to be, like Ronan mentioned, the point guard or like the playmaker and, and I fully expect it to, to happen. Yeah. I, I think the, the size is absolutely going to be a factor because the Celtics are, are just far and away bigger, stronger, taller, longer than the Warriors. And I'm just curious, this is going to be on Udoka because there's not an easy answer right? Is it because but you're not going to just post up Al Horford. That's not going to be your offense. You're not just going to go to switch. Cause I, I think, you know, that that's where you lose the value of what you have on the floor in general, but there has to be, you have to find a way to leverage that against a team that is going to run small and that that's going to be what's difficult. But I, I think one, one other thing when it comes to comparing these two teams, I think is going to be their overall style of play. 
And I keep going back to the Grizzlies and Warriors because I, I felt like that was that was a series that, you know, the Grizzlies weren't they weren't mature enough to close it out, but they had so many times where they they were right there. And both those teams really live in chaos. I mentioned before, they live in chaos and they know how to do that. And the Warriors live with their turnovers because they're creating so much offense anyway. They're creating so many opportunities anyway that they just live with that. But it forces other teams to kind of match their pace. And one thing is, like you mentioned, Kyle, the turnovers. Can the Celtics survive that? Can they match that style of play or can they find a way to slow it down? Because I don't think that if they start matching that style of play by the Warriors, if they start trying to get into that chaos, that they're going to be able to weather that storm and not cough off the ball. I'd look at the third quarters that they've had against the Heat where they just start getting turnover heavy and things really turn awry. But that 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 is definitely one thing that uh, that I'd be worried about for the Celtics in this series in particular. I think I think with just both these teams that we've seen both these teams get blown out in the playoffs. And I think that <clears throat> coming down to it, obviously it's the NBA finals, but you know, anything can happen. Um, you know, I look back at, at, at 2008 when the Celtics played the Lakers in the finals and they're down by like 20 something and they came back, you know, and I, I, and I don't doubt either of these teams could, could do something like that because honestly they could, they got the players to do it. Um, I just think this series is um, honestly just it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be Tyson versus Holyfield. It's going to be back and forth the whole time, whether it's we take one in goal in San Fran and they take one in Boston and then we go back and forth. I don't know how it's going to be. My prediction is Celtics in seven. So I don't know if you guys are drinking again and what you guys are doing and predicting and playing your little games. You've not done that yet. That only ends badly for me. That's Kyle's. That's Kyle's prediction. So Celtics and seven, but I, I honestly think you know this is gonna go seven. People keep telling me Golden State and four. I'm like, what? You don't watch it. You don't watch enough basketball to be saying Golden State. You just bring up the Steph Curry argument. Listen, man, Curry can have an off night. We've seen it. Does it happen a lot? No, but we've seen it. And with the right defense, which Boston Defensive Player of the Year and should be Coach of the Year, but whatever have one of the best defenses in the NBA and you don't think they can at least stop Curry for a little bit like you're out of your mind and I, and I tell people that I keep texting me that they're like oh dubs and four I'm like there's no physical way and if it happens yo then I'm then I won't watch another NBA game next year but I doubt that it's not gonna happen so that's why I think it's either gonna go six or seven but that's my prediction is, is Celtics and seven but you know, this is definitely going to be a bigger series than we think it is. And, you know, obviously I hope I'm right. But, you know, if, if the cards play rec- correctly for the Celtics, then, you know, congrats to Udoka and, you know, for the champs. But, you know, do I see Golden State maybe doing this in five? Yeah, sure. But, you know, we'll find out tomorrow night how it goes and we'll, we'll go from there. I think that would be the answer. And then and Ronan. Renit, you you always love the stars, and I think you, as much as I always try and push back on it, you're you're usually right that uh, whose stars are going to shine brighter, and and I posit that to you because I think that's a a big that's a big part of the series is can can Tatum and Brown really open the next level of their stardom, or are we going to see Clay Thompson and Curry remind everybody what they are? 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting battle. I think one that's positive for Boston is in games that we've seen the Celtics and Golden State match up. Marcus Smart has generally been able to do a pretty good job on Steph Curry. And one thing that helped him in the last series was when he was not able to get his his looks at three, he was easily able to cut into an open lane and get right at the rim. He's not going to be able to do that against this Boston team. They're going to be able to chase him off the three-point line, but he's not going to have open lanes. They'll have the switchability. He'll, they'll also have the rim protection that we did not see at all from Dallas. The question is on Andrew Wiggins. We saw how aggressive he was in offense against Dallas. No way in hell are we seeing that for another series. His no guy shot. was too inconsistent. His defense might yeah. hold up, but we're not going to see that level of offense. And that could prove a big blow to this Warriors team. And that's going to put more pressure on the likes of Curry and Clay and uh, Jordan Poole coming off the bench as well. He could see more minutes in this series. Poole's going to have to step up this series. If he doesn't, then that's all hope for them because that bench is is a lot smaller than Boston's because it, we don't know how Gary Payton's going to be when he comes back, if he comes back. And I think Poole, if Poole doesn't step up, the Warriors might be in trouble. Yeah, Tim, if you're choosing, because you, you have to choose ultimately when you got when you got Clay, when you got Curry, and especially when they run both of them out there with Poole, you, you have to choose. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, where where do you where do you choose Tim to, you know, you lay off of? Do, do you expect? Do you just say, okay, Wiggins had a great series, but that, that's not going to happen again. We'll 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 try to to rotate away from him and, and send help. Is that the guy? I. It's, I'd say know. so, honestly. It's like pick your poison, but I wouldn't want to do it against Curry or Clay Thompson, and honestly, maybe not Jordan Poole, unless he's in a night where he's not hitting his shots. So it really just depends on what kind of Andrew Wiggins are you going to get, because sometimes he comes off on fire, and sometimes he can go for seven from three. So it really just depends on the night, but if you're making me choose about a player to kind of lay off of and protect the paint and kind of help out in a sense, gotta be Andrew Wiggins it's either Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole so of those two who's more likely to go to get hot and I say Jordan Poole because he just had a phenomenal season that's I think that's the right answer and I think that's why the more I think about it the people who are uh the odds out there for uh, what was I want to say it's plus 2500 for Andrew Wiggins to win finals MVP yeah, okay. that's 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 not a bad looking bet because it takes it takes him shooting as efficiently as he has and doing what he's done on defense because he's he's going to be on Jason Tatum. That's going to be that's going to be the the matchup that I don't think has been talked about enough is how can Andrew Wiggins affect Jason Tatum here? Because I think he, he definitely had the athletic advantage against against Luca. So Luca didn't have his first step against him and he was surprisingly strong against him in the post. We, we haven't really seen Tatum take advantage of that um, this series. So I, I think it's really on Wiggins. So if Wiggins is a huge contributor here, I he'd have to be up there. He'd have an Andre Iguodala-esque type of finals performance to be an MVP if, if the Warriors end up winning this. So I, I don't, Kyle, I don't know who's telling you Warriors in four. I mean, that that's, 
Oh, that's bro. insane. People, that's insane. You want to know? You want to know who's telling me? Boston that? haters. That's what it is. No, it's it's Miami casuals that told me Heat and five when this all started, and people telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about, and that Boston doesn't have a chance against Jimmy. Da 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 da. Where are we at right now? Who's playing the finals tomorrow? You need smarter Boston. friends, Kyle. You need smarter friends. Yeah, so they didn't have a chance that's why, against that's, Jimmy. It was just the rest of the why, Miami team that was. <laughs> that's why I'm on this. That's why I'm on this podcast right now. We're, we're here to we're here to help you. We're here to help you have smarter friends here. But thank you, I appreciate I mean, that. It was it was uh, Celtics against Jimmy at times for the most part. But it's, it's again not going to be that way. And how many open looks did the did the Heat get? There's a lot of a lot of missed opportunities by the Heat. Um, but Ronnie, where do we look to next? Where, where do we look to next to, to kind of figure this out? Defensive end. We talked about on the last pod, the two of us, um, the way the Warriors were able to kind of cover for Curry and Poole. Can mm. Boston do a better job of taking advantage of both Curry and Poole on the defensive end? That could, that could be a difference maker in this series, I think. I think that could really change the dynamics of of every game really because Dallas struggled to take advantage of it but with the right setup and the right coaching plan going in it's definitely something that Boston can take a huge advantage advantage of in the finals it's a, it's that's a tough one and I'll I'll leave this to Tim to, to decide this because I think what that takes is there, there just seems to be moments like whole quarters stretches where the Celtics really start going offensively and it comes from passing the ball it comes to swinging the ball drawing the defense kick making that second pass and it was times where like marcus smart wasn't making that second pass and then he shoots it and then Jalen brown decides to, to take it and then tatum is like okay well i gotta take it and then it goes back into that old mode and I, I, don't, I don't think they've had games where they've done that for the entire game which is why they're where they're at now but it's going to take a lot more of that so do you i mean do, do you see them kind of breaking that down. I, I don't know that the Celtics can consistently move the ball the way that the, for instance, like the Mavs did on the perimeter in order to take advantage of Curry and Poole. Cause they did such, they, I, the Warriors did such a good job hiding both of those guys, especially on pick and rolls. Right. No, um, honestly, if I was the head coach, my number one game plan would be to attack Steph Curry or attack Jordan Poole. So get the ball in the hands of the defender, get a pick in, force Steph Curry to come out on the ball. If he can switch up onto a player like Jalen Brown, have him take it to the hoop or try to get him to get in foul trouble. So then it'll kind of take away the aggressive factor that the Golden State Warriors can drive off of. So obviously I want to see the Boston Celtics swing the ball and move the ball and not get into heavy ISO play, but it's worth the mention for from a coaching standpoint to attack those guys and by attacking those guys you got to get them to switch onto the ball with favorable matchups kind of like a Jalen Brown or if you can like a Marcus Smart or a Tatum or someone that's like a lot more tougher that can get into the hole force the Golden State Warriors to double team and kick it out to the open man Derek White hitting the three and that's the recipe for uh, a win <laughs> is, is there not does Derek and this is this is interesting because I, I see a lot of I guess maybe we can we can talk about a little bit about the bench comparison between these two teams. A lot of people are talking about how deep the Celtics are, and I I agree with that defensively because they have they have six guys who are all great defenders, great defenders. 
And this is why that, and this is not, they're not the one of the best defense. They are the best defensive team in the league, in my opinion. But in terms of offense, I think about that because they're not gonna, they're not gonna let Tatum have an easy time. I wonder if they will dare Jalen Brown to be more of a playmaker, like really encourage him to to have like mismatches, so to say, and force him to really do more. But when when it comes down to having the team make shots and have good offense, who who's gonna step up? Grant Williams did it in game seven. He, he did it in game seven against the Bucks. And that was mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the peak and now we just got the valley. Do we trust nah. Peyton Pritchard to do that? Yes. Dude, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't play a lot. I mean, on the, obviously in game seven, you're gonna keep your best players out there as much as possible. I mean, they kept Jimmy out there for the whole freaking game. Um, I think Peyton's going to be a big factor. Also, another person that you want to worry about is Peyton, bro, because when he's open and you see that little white boy from from University of Oregon pull up, it's usually a splash. Majority of the time, it's a splash. And he can dish it out, too. So, I thought – I I think that that. (laughs) – I like I like I like what Pritchard could bring could bring in this series. I like when I was thinking of X Factors Boston, I was looking at him. This if he can bring a similar scoring that he was able to do against Miami, those yeah. couple of games where he was out of side of ten points, that that would be a huge bonus for this 100%. team. They they have to bring some sort of added scoring off the bench because you know with the Warriors with Poole, he could go he can go for twenty plus off the bench when he gets hot. So the the, the Celtics are gonna have to have something to counter that. I mean, if yeah. everyone's healthy, I think both teams are going to probably have consistently an eight-man rotation with the uh, the Warriors having Gary Payton, Otto Porter, and Poole coming off, and uh, Boston likely having Williams, Pritchard, and White. Maybe yeah. you'll see Kaminga and Moody, but... I think Kaminga also. Yeah, he'll, he'll like, come in a like bit, but we, like, we see in, the, in kind of some I'd of the games, yeah. we haven't really seen him. <laughs> games that really matter, we haven't really seen coming in. Yeah, we, ha- we haven't. I, haven't I, think, I mean, I haven't seen him be consistent since, since the Grizzlies series. Yeah, right? yeah. I think Christian like Christian almost had a heart attack because we were watching uh, at his brother-in-law's house, and he the first thing, watch, Kaminga's going to play tonight. Kaminga shows up on the TV, and Boom. I think Christian, like, pooped his pants. Boom, so. and it was a dub. But, I mean, both those guys in particular are going to be – I, the Warriors are not going to – I don't think they're going to run a lot of Kaminga, a lot of Moody out no, there. And I, I and don't I think, think so either. Yeah, and I think that the same will be said about the Celtics and Pritchard because I, I, I love the idea of Pritchard because Pritchard is such a great release valve from the perimeter that if you swing the ball enough – and you saw this against – and, I, dude, I hate when you talk about the Mavs like that, bro, because, like, it's, it is Doncic and everybody else, sure. Like, it's everybody else, but – the way that team played together and the way that they moved the ball and got everybody open looks like is something that the Celtics absolutely can do. And I think that's a great comparison because you, you get it to a guy like Pritchard at the end of a play. And that's a guy that you trust to hit a shot and you yeah. trust him more than Derek white. But the, I guess the issue I have is you need your guards to be on top of their game defensively. And is Pritchard going to survive? He's going to get absolutely targeted. And every single second he was on the floor, and I think he did great uh, for he, he did fine. I'll say when he was out there against the Heat, when he had some minutes out there um, with the Bucks, but he was definitely limited. He was definitely yeah. limited, and 
in a series where it's really going to de- be determined by every play, like Pritchard's going to have a tough time. Dude, this is why I'm so, I just can't understand. You know, every time I think about it, I just can't understand why Neesmith has not. I mean, because yeah, it's the moment I, that you needed a guy like Neesmith. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about him too in, in, that, in that last series and everything. A thing I wanted to go back on was, I'm not trying to discredit what the Mavs did at all with what they did in the series. I just think, their talent compared to Boston's talent. Yeah, fair. It's it. That's I why need I need a little like bit more if, respect. <laughs> if Luca, if Luca and like you know, obviously Brunson can do what they did compared to Jalen Brown's way better than Jalen Brunson, like miles, miles past Brunson. That's why. That's why I'm saying like the fact that the Mavs can do that against the Warriors. I can. I totally believe the Celtics can do better than way better than that. But let me tell you the difference, though. Let me tell you the difference, though. And I'm, I'm not making this judgment across the this second half of the season because I think if you look across the second half of the season, the Celtics have found an identity, absolutely. And they've played oh, sure. much better as a team. But like I said before, there are times where, you know, Jalen Brunson is going to swing the ball if the if the swing pass is there. Dorian yeah. Finney-Smith is going to do that. Kleber's going to do that. None of these guys are going to think about, you know, getting their shot. And there are times where the ball swings to Marcus Smart. There's 14 seconds left in the shot clock. And he's like, I'm going to take a spin fadeaway. Jalen Brown gets the ball. There's there's 14 seconds left in the shot clock. I'm going to drive in for a pull-up. And that doesn't – it doesn't sustain over the period of a game, but against the Warriors where I – mean, there are just times against Warriors, and we've all seen it, where a five-point lead, you blink, and like it's, three, three curry sense. threes later, and all of a sudden and Clay's going off. And then you get pool guy like it could, it could melt away in moments. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, I think this is could be another moment, and I think the Celtics have done this throughout the postseason where they've proved their identity and they've honed in on it. If they come out of this with a win, I think it's because they played more like the Mavs than they have played as more individuals. I don't expect I don't expect this to be the the Jalen Brown series where he just goes off on mismatches. I expect this to be the game where everyone's moving the ball and they're doing great things together as a team. Cause I think that's how they win against this Warriors team. That's super underrated defensively. The big hole, a big hole in the, in the, in the, the Dallas team was rebounding and rim protection. Any, eh, surely there's not too many mm-hmm. doubts about Boston being able to be a much better match when it comes to, to getting boards. And of course, having, that uh, that rim protection there, so I think that's that's somewhere where we'll see the the gap narrowed in this series compared to what the the Warriors were able to do against against the Mavs. But it's like we keep saying, it's going to come down to all the all the little things, all the little changes, all the little things that the Warriors can do that just kill a team's momentum. And the worst part is, as much as I'm I'm rooting for Boston here, I I mean I still back them. I said team that took down the books was going to win the title this year so i still believe in them take off that giants jersey and i'll believe you (laughs) it's just the fact that you know that if you take your eye off the ball for even a couple of minutes against this wires team they can kill you in an instant for sure who's your big x factor tim who who do you who do you think is going to come out for for uh for the celtics well my biggest factor yeah as i mentioned um 
Rob Williams and his health. So if Rob Williams is healthy enough to play in every game, if not almost every game, that's a massive differentiator because he adds uh, that interior presence and allows the defenders to stay up on the three. And if they get past, they have that intimidator down low. But really, it's Derek White coming off the bench for me. He's really got to step up. He's got to produce. When Jordan Poole comes off the bench, Derek White needs to negate him and win that matchup and score more points and bring that jolt of energy off it. So obviously, the easy answer is like having Tatum or Brown go off and they're the X factors. But really, I look towards those two players specifically. And I agree with what you were saying, Christian. I think Peyton Pritchard is going to take a step back and not get as many playing minutes because it's going to be mainly focused on Smart and Derek White being your two versatile guards that can defend Curry and Thompson. And that's exactly why we went out and traded for Derek White is to have a backup point guard to take on those guards like Kyrie Irving and Drew Holiday and now Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and add Jordan Poole to the mix. So those are my two X factors and, you know, I hope that they can shine and, and capture the moment and help the Celtics win a, win a championship. Quest 18, baby. You got to give your, uh, you got to give your prediction then. I'd say Celtics in seven. I think it's going to be a grinded out series. I think Celtics are going to take at least one game in San Francisco, but Celtics Mm -hmm. have proven time and time again, that if they take a loss, they'll bounce back and they'll win. I believe they're five and oh after losses in the playoffs. And I think that that's, huge adversity factor that yeah. this coach and this team they know and they believe so Celtics in seven but also I wouldn't be surprised if it was Celtics in six I'm leaning towards that I'm leaning towards Celtic in six because I believe huh. they're gonna huh. take take a game <laughs> on the road they're gonna yeah, take the right. first two because they the, one thing I gotta ask is what's with them being so much better on the road in the playoffs they're Dude, seven and two on the right? road they show, show up the TD Garden like Nah, not tonight. Let's just do it on the road. It's it's so weird because you always just picture Boston uh, as just this unbelievable home team, and it was always so be- hard to beat them in the Garden. But now they're just so they they seem to be flourishing when they're playing on the road. So yeah. uh, if they, I just love, I believe that they're going to be able to take one of the first two games, and they're going to be able to do this in six. That's all things coming together with with health out there and smart doing it doing the job on Steph, but I still believe in this Boston team, and uh, that hasn't changed. Come on, Chris, what do you got for us? The Warriors haven't lost – the Warriors haven't lost at home this this, uh, postseason. It's not not what we're asking you. That's not what we're asking you. I'm I'm building up to it. I'm building up to it. So that that would have to be a thing, but that's funny, right, because the Celtics have been better on the road. They've been better on the road. Um, I have to go – I have to go Celtics in seven. So I think they're I think they're gonna yeah. figure things out. They're they're gonna Let's figure go. things out. Talk about a bias and... podcast, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you were you were supposed. I mean, I, I I'm surprised. I thought Tim was gonna be like, well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Warriors in seven. Um, so you did, let's... I would never pick against my team. <laughs> <laughs> but Rona, I don't think I don't think they're I don't think they win. I don't think they win in. Golden State until Game Seven. Wow, that'd be yeah, something. Okay, I don't think they win in Golden State until Game Seven. And even though the Boston haven't lost back-to-back games all playoffs, I think yeah. even on a mental side of it, if they were to go down two 0 
I I would I I'd lose faith. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. If they got Antonio. <laughs> I, w- I would I would lose faith. You can't do the experience Golden State have. Hey, 2004 that, Red Sox. You can't. You once you saw that, you can't. You can oh, never man. doubt Boston. I know. I'm just saying. It's like I, I, I be, I'm saying get Boston in six because I believe they'll take one of the first two games. But I think is I think so as well. But I mean, changes, I can also see that happening. With what Christian said. So if if it changes uh, from what they've had throughout this playoffs, that's going to take a huge amount of mental strength, and then then we'll really see where this where this Boston team is at. That's when they're going to need. Obviously, no one on the Boston team has any final experience, but the more experienced heads like Horford. And like and like smart are gonna really need to take over and, and steady the ship and that'll that'll be an interesting day if that's the that's the way it goes. So um, I obviously I obviously said Celtics in seven, but um if you think the Warriors are gonna win after Thank that, you, Kyle. In the Thank you. Too. As usual. I've I've always appreciate I always of appreciate course. that. Uh <laughs> I I have I have a fun fact here. Um so the last and only time the Celtics ever went up against the Warriors was in the 1963 and 64 season. And the two players who faced off there was Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. How's that for a superstar matchup? And Celtics won that series four to one. That that's the last time we've had history between these two teams. Last time that the Celtics were on the cusp of making it to the finals, as you all remember, 2018. And that was young. That was actual 19-year-old Jason Tatum. That was 20-year-old Jalen Brown. Four years later, they're right, they're right here. They're right here. And, you know, when you actually look at uh, superstars making it to the finals in their careers, this doesn't happen. Like, Giannis got his young. And... If you look at everybody else, like Jordan, you look at Kobe, you look at um, you look at um, Duncan Robinson, or Duncan, not Duncan Robinson, Tim Duncan was a bit <laughs> of an exception. Robinson. Hey, Duncan Robinson hey, almost, almost had his, he almost had his. Yeah. LeBron, Kawhi, every, everybody was like 27, 28 years old. And Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum to do it here, that – in and of itself would be history. And I, I think I've already mentioned this so many times, but this feels to me like the end of, not the end, but the beginning of a journey of the best team in the league. For them to do what they did, so the Nets, then the Bucks, and the Heat, the three teams that kicked them out the last three seasons out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And familiar faces too. Kyrie's real familiar. Giannis, that's the best player in the league. KD. And you did it against Jimmy in the Heat. That's a tough, tough team. And now you're going to do it against a fully realized Golden State. Golden State Warrior team that I don't think they ever left. I mean, this is – I don't I don't want to go to the level that Ronan did and saying it's kind of like the Bulls when uh, MJ took a year off. But it's, it, it's there. It's similar. It's similar because, you know, that now that they're back, it's like, wait, this is still the same. This is a very similar team. For them to do it here, man, this has to be looked at as, as potentially one of the greatest – moments of a team that's about to come into their own as the greatest team in the league. One final question for the two Boston guys. Marcus Smart, he came out today saying if the Celtics had won in 2018, they would have beaten the Warriors. What do we think? I don't know why he would say that. I don't know why he's bringing that up for. I mean, yeah, go go to 
I was going to say, that's bulletin board material for Golden State. I don't know why yeah. you come out and say that. Like, geez. That's like Draymond, that's Draymond pissing off Udonis Haslam. Yeah. Day. <laughs> Udonis Haslam yeah, balled out, by the way. He, he played great. All the high fives <laughs> he gave out that, that game was awesome. Um, so. I think, I mean, the Celtics probably would have gave them a better run for their money because they don't have J.R. Smith holding the ball for 10 seconds to end the game. But – I don't, yeah, I don't know why he said that. That was dumb, but whatever. Celtics and seven. So. Celtics and seven. Celtics and seven. Ronan. Celtics and six. Celtics and six. Celtics really? And six. Yeah, I'm sticking. As long as you have as long as you have Celtics, I'm I'm a happy man. So, dude, I, I we like to bring happiness on this podcast. That's what we I don't. Like. I don't. I can't. Uh, I can't leave. About. I can't leave here with everyone saying the same thing. You know me. That's tough. To you say? put me in a tough spot. I was. Just, what do you what do you say? Warriors? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Dude, I'll send Tim to your house. <laughs> if Andrew Wiggins, if Andrew oh, Wiggins shut up, shut up, shut up, is shut scoring up. 24 a game. Oh my gosh. The Warriors win it in seven. But that's my yeah. asterisk. That's my one asterisk. Otherwise, Celtics in seven. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry, Chris. That will not happen. It's all good. Well, let's let's hear that's that's not happening, right, guys? That there's no way that Andrew Wiggins is going to score a 24 a game. Zero no. chance, right? Celtics, Celtics Zero seven. chance. Celtics let's, seven. Let's all hear it, Tim. That's not happening, no. right? No. No. All right. All right. We're all confident it's not going to happen. And Celtics and seven. That's it. That's it. I'm flying. I'm flying up for game four. Where are we meeting? Um, definitely not the game because I'm too poor for that. Yeah, uh, me too. I'm not doing but- that. No <laughs> Wait, we, we actually we actually went to a, a Heat Celtics game up here, and uh, I wore my Jimmy Butler jersey. I tell you that you're a bum. So I, <laughs> you just happened to drop forty seven, man. Just happened to drop forty seven. I thought I was going to get assaulted. Instead, I was giving out uh, therapy to Celtics fans. You you should have you should have you should have got assaulted, Tim. You should have assaulted him on site when you saw him in that jersey. I expected it. I expect no less. <laughs> All right. Well, our predictions are in. Game one is tomorrow. We'll be back soon to talk about our first impressions because all this means nothing until the we actually see the, the ball in the court, see the action happen. Sure. But man, I'm excited. This, this is probably gonna, it's probably the most excited I've been for a finals in a long time. This could be one of the since, best we've ever seen. For me, it's it's I'm probably the most excited since Raptors Warriors. That was an exciting series for me. So that's what three years ago. So yeah. I'm hyped for this one. All right, boys. Thanks for hopping on. And everyone, thanks for joining us here. We'll be talking to you guys soon. Everyone have a great rest of your week. Take care. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Coast to Coast. Don't forget to hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at Coast to Coast NBA Podcast to hear your takes discussed right here on the show. And remember, take every shot and love every moment.